0: Warning, this episode contains foul language and highlights more corruption within the United States government. To keep it weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down with a friend, co worker, neighbor, expert, and sometimes even a fan of the show to talk about all things weird. My name is Ashley, and this is part two of our torture episode. Yes, we did release two episodes in one day. Yes, we are amazing. If you're playing this by accident, head back one episode to listen to part one. I'm joined today by my lovely co-host Lauren and a very, very special guest. Her name is Clarissa Sanchez, and she has been a fan of our show since the very beginning, and her girlfriend surprised her and brought her out to record an episode with us last weekend. It was a really incredible experience, and we feel very lucky to have been able to do this and now share it with you. In part one, we discussed old school methods of torture that we sure are glad aren't performed anymore. And we talked about the genre of horror movie known as torture porn and why on earth people enjoy watching it. And now here comes Mrs. X-Files herself for some more reasons that you shouldn't trust the United States government. Please enjoy part two of torture. So I actually even, I was like, oh, I'm going to be such a bummer today, but um, you guys did uh, yeah, I was going to say, you guys, <laughs> you guys beat me to it. Um, <laughs> but it would not be a Keep It Weird episode if I didn't point out the criminal acts of the United States government. That's God right. God bless America, America. My home. Okay, so <laughs> I I am talking about modern torture today and I don't think that we can talk about modern torture methods without talking about the CIA. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, the CIA.
0: Oh, those those darlings. So, the (laughs) Central Intelligence Agency was formed on July 26, 1947, which by the way, was less than 20 days after a UFO was sighted and obtained in Roswell, New Mexico, <gasps> just FYI. No. That's also when the NSA was secretly formed, so Interesting. I don't know. Was it a weather balloon? <laughs> um, and they are a civilian foreign intelligence service of the federal government of the United States. They are tasked with gathering, processing, and analyzing national security information from all around the world. And the CIA has increasingly expanded its role in government since 1947. Like initially they were literally just supposed to like gather information, gather intel. But now they encroach on paramilitary operations, counterterrorism, and now especially now offensive cyber operations. So they're usually the ones that alert the FBI to child sex trafficking or um, child pornography. Mm -hmm. So throughout its existence, the CIA has been the subject of a large number of controversies, including, but not limited to, domestic wiretapping, recruiting Nazis, drug trafficking, lying to Congress, influencing law enforcement, and what we are talking about today, which is human rights violations or torture.
2: Torture.
0: Um, The CIA does not call torture torture. They prefer to use the term enhanced interrogation techniques. Oh, boy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm already mad.
0: (laughs) So these techniques were actually engineered techniques. The CIA hired two former military psychologists to develop alternative harsh interrogation techniques. And these psychologists, who I'm going to be talking about today, John Bruce Jessen and James Mitchell actually spoke out about their experiences in 2017 for the very first time of course they were on trial which mm, is why they course. were talking about their experiences <laughs> um, they were being sued <laughs> How big. they were speaking in response to a lawsuit filed by two former prisoners and the family of a prisoner who died this was in 2002 none of whom were ever charged with a crime So keep this in mind, like as I'm telling you these, I have like two major stories uh, that involve the CIA and modern torture. And just keep in mind that like every single person who was tortured in these stories was an innocent man.
1: No fucking way. That is like truly devastating. That's way worse.
0: This particular story, like I said, happened in 2002, but the lawsuit or the like the trial wasn't until two years ago, 2017. So the American Civil Liberties Union was the one that filed this lawsuit on behalf of these prisoners. The psychologists, Jessen and Mitchell, said during the lawsuit that they were uncomfortable with some of what the CIA was asking them to do, but continued to do their work anyway. They were making $1,000 a day tax free. Mm -hmm. So that was probably a pretty good incentive to continue (laughs) doing whatever the CIA asked because they made like... Literal millions of dollars making the big bucks. The CIA was claiming in this lawsuit that the techniques were designed to be mostly painless and cause no long-term harm to the prisoners, which is hilarious that they would even try to um, make that argument. But the former detainees at the heart of the ACLU suit have said that the techniques were very painful and left lasting psychological damage because Duh, of course it did. Yeah. They both suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and even participating in the trial over a decade later was a difficult experience for them. Uh, The men were like breaking down and crying at several points in their testimonies. Uh. And again, I want to reiterate that these men were not charged for crimes. They ended up being innocent. Of course. And
2: still had to go through And still had
0: to go through months and some of them years of torture.
2: That's the worst part is not even like what's happening to you physically, but what sticks in your brain. Like we were talking about psychological mm-hmm. torture, how you said that would, you were like, that's the worst for me. That's, that's so true. Something that messes with your brain and that lasts your entire life. Yeah. So they're much never worse. going to be the same. No. They can't go back to a normal life after that.
0: No. And, and all of this stuff, especially like modern torture, like you mentioned, wait, wait one of you mentioned earlier with like the bush administration yes so the uh, bush administration especially after the attacks on september 11th and getting the intel of like who was involved who is planning more attacks etc etc and the way they went about it was was torture Mm -hmm. um all around and uh, some of the techniques that were discussed during this trial uh, specifically were a technique called walling, which is where the prisoners were repeatedly slammed against supposedly flexible plywood walls that they claimed did not cause pain. <laughs> they said it was discombobulating. It doesn't hurt you, but it jostles your inner ear and it makes a really loud
2: noise. Well, that a sp- sounds... Sounds- bad yeah <laughs> but b that would hurt
0: that would hurt i'm sorry <laughs> yeah.
2: it would hurt it's if you were being painful. thrown yeah.
0: multiple times against a mattress You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like eventually, like it's gonna start hurting. Yeah, that's like people who say, like, "Oh, I hit my dog with a rolled up magazine. It doesn't hurt them. It's just a loud noise." It's like, well, it's probably fucking both, dude. Yeah, it's probably both
1: with a rolled up magazine. (laughs) You could tell me on the face, on the nose, and then
0: you tell me if (laughs) it hurts or if it's just a loud noise. (laughs) (laughs) So that was one of them. Another one was sleep deprivation, which is where um, the prisoner has handcuffs and they're attached to a tether and in a way that they can't lie down or rest against a wall. So usually like in the middle of a room and, um, and then obviously they can't rest and they can't sleep and they can't do, they just have to stand there. One of the men said that the pain he experienced from that technique was excruciating in his arms, his back, his waist, his neck. I mean, you're, you, your arms are above your head like yeah. that's painful. I'm oh, sorry yeah. like you can so say that it's not painful but it is another one which you brought up I believe cold cell, which is this is actually one of the very few enhanced interrogation techniques, forms of torture that the CIA is actually still authorized to use even today, today? because um, George Bush so again this all happened in 2002. George Bush made a lot of these completely illegal. In 2006. Mm -hmm. This one, though, this is still completely legal. This involves placing the prisoner in front of an air conditioning unit running on full blast or ice baths or like ice water baths and then bringing them out and putting them in a cold room. And uh, the first recorded use of this took place, recorded, this happened throughout history, but um, recorded government use of this took place in 1961 when guards in a Mississippi state penitentiary doused detained civil rights activists with fire hoses and then turned on the air conditioning system full blast for three days. Three days. That's not even the worst. No, thank you. <laughs> There's That's this horrible. guy named Vinh Van Thai, who he was the highest ranking Viet Cong officer captured during the Vietnam War. And when the CIA got a hold of him, they placed him in a tiny white windowless room and turned on the AC full blast for four years. What? Four straight years. He <laughs> no. survived in he that survived, for four yeah.
2: years?
1: He was obviously fed, but yeah, he was yeah. cold for four years.
2: Oh my God. Can you imagine? i can't just can't be, be comfortable. I
1: can't be cold for five minutes. No, I can't no. even imagine. Pass. For years. Where it's
2: like- just your entire life is just being cold and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. You
1: never get used to it. Right. And you it's never going to, at, at that point, it's not even just being cold. You're in a windowless room. You're in a like confined, solitary space. Yeah, You're going to yep. psychologically go crazy too. Oh, like- yeah.
0: When I actually think that, what did I say? Was it a white room? Tiny white windowless room, yeah, which is uh, something called white torture. There's Mm. also a dark torture. You can go either way. And white torture is when you're placed in a windowless, completely white room. Your clothes are white. The food they feed you is white. Everything is white and it's completely silent. That will drive you insane. And then there's dark torture, which is when it's completely dark and... There's loud music playing all the time. So you're never in silence Mm -hmm. and you don't have any like human contact. So you can't see like you you literally can't tell where the walls are.
2: So that's they're both brutal. Awful. Yeah. No winning either way.
0: So these trials were basically seeking retribution for the men who survived these methods. But they were also seeking restitution and possibly prosecution for the death of a man named Gol Rahman who is the man whose family was in this lawsuit trying to sue. Okay. So there were 16 prisoners at the time in 2002, 16 men spread out in 20 cells, shackled to a metal ring in the wall. In four of the rooms, the ones that were designed for the sleep deprivation, they stood chained by the wrists to an overhead bar. They wore diapers. When diapers weren't available, the guards would make substitute diapers with duct tape. And sometimes they didn't even do that and they would be naked and have to release their bowels onto themselves standing
2: there. Oh, that's so sad. The
0: cells were unheated. They were pitch black day and night. Music was blaring around the clock. The CIA agents that were involved in this trial said that the conditions were good. They said this is how they described it. They were nasty, but safe. Bruce Jessen, one of the men on trial, left Rahman naked from the waist down, shackled to the cold concrete floor, and five days later, he was found dead from hypothermia. According to Jessen, he had warned the site manager that the conditions were too harsh. But video evidence shows that it was actually Jessen who was the one debating to subject Rahman to interrogation, to these enhanced interrogation techniques. So he lied. Jessen supposedly suggested that when Rahman complained he was too cold, he was actually using a, quote, sophisticated Al-Qaeda resistance technique, Mm. and um, that when he claimed the inability to think due to the conditions and complained about like the violations of his rights as a human being, these were evidence of a, again, quote, health and welfare resistance strategy. Like, the dude was chained naked right. to a cold concrete floor in an uninsulated prison on the cusp of winter. Oh, right. God. And they were basically saying, like, oh, he was just trying to get out of it because it was a technique he was trying used to trick by us. Al-Qaeda. And yeah. it was like, oh, wow. no, he's literally he's fucking freezing. Suffering. Yeah. And he died. So... The CIA inspector general reported in 2005 in an uh, internal investigation of Rahman's death that they would take no action against the CIA agents because this is what he said. He assumed that the officers there would realize it was cold and would not leave a prisoner unclothed for a long period of time. But that's exactly what they (laughs) did. So it was like, well, you came in you were like, well, I'm not going to press charges because I would assume that they wouldn't do this. And yeah. it's like you literally have 100%
2: proof that they, they did. did do this. They but... did, in fact, do that. Okay. Oh, my
0: goodness. After Raman's death. Oh, there's <laughs> <more>. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> 10 gas heaters were added in the cell block, but little had changed in the routines of the interrogation prisoners still weren't clothed prisoners would still be given ice baths and not to mention the walling and the slaps and the solitary mm-hmm. confinement in the end a settlement was reached and no one was convicted on the CIA side no one got in trouble for this oh, of course a statement released Mitchell and Jessen those agents the the psychologists that mm-hmm. came like created these yeah. techniques said that it is regrettable that Mr. Rahman, Mr. Salim, and Mr. Bin-Sood suffered the abuses, but they continued to deny responsibility for the men's mistreatment. They claimed that they were unaware of the specific abuses that ultimately caused Rahman's death, but they were. were Nothing uh, was done. (laughs) Something else that came out in this trial regarded a technique we all know as waterboarding, which... Mm -hmm. Uh, This is where, in case you don't know, which you should, you've seen movies, this is where prisoners have water poured over their face to stimulate drowning. A lot of the time a wash rag is placed over their face as well. Again, this was banned in 2006 by the Bush administration because it was seen as like completely inhumane because it's like it's it's excruciating. It's basically like you get to experience drowning without dying. Yep. Over and over again, no,
2: which is you. my absolute nightmare because I'm like Literally. I have a really big fear of drowning and think it would be the worst way to die. And so to just experience that yeah. over. Do you ever and wash over. your
0: face and then like you didn't get a good enough breath beforehand? Uh-huh. Yeah. Or yeah. You're like, yeah. When you're it? like rinsing
1: your, yeah. Yeah. rinsing your hair or rinsing
2: your hand, then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to breathe. Help me. Sometimes so. I'm even this is like the dumbest thing I'm ever going to say, but sometimes I'm even drinking a glass of water and I'm like. <laughs> I am chugging this and I haven't breathed in ages. And I like take the glass away, gasping for air. And Alex is like, you're a ridiculous person. But it happens. That is that like your scary?
1: biggest phobia, Drowning. <laughs> yes.
2: I have a really big fear. I can't even drink water normally. Oh, and the thing that annoys me the most, which That's I exactly. mentioned when I was talking about the movies, is that Dick Cheney was the one who was like, It's just a dunk in the water. Like just a dunk. They're just like they're just underwater for like a second. And like, no, that's no. not it at all. They're being drowned.
0: No, because the thing is, is like when you're underwater, when you do because that used to be a form of torture. You'd be tied up upside down, you'd be dunked into mm-hmm, water, right. and then you'd be pulled out of water. And it is horrible. Yeah. But with your head submerged in the water the prisoners would hold their breath until they couldn't anymore. Mm-hmm. But with waterboarding, you can kind of you can almost breathe just enough to like keep yourself alive. Yeah. You're not fully submerged in the water. The water is literally running over your nose and your mouth. Yeah. And you can't if you take even this you know, if you do anything, if you open those holes, <laughs> if you open the holes, <laughs> the water's gonna rush in. It's right. it's awful. Mitchell and Jessen actually said that they wanted to stop or limit the use of waterboarding back in 2002 when this was all happening, but the CIA supervisors bullied them into continuing the program. They said that the head of the agency's counterterrorism center ordered them to continue and told them that basically threatened them by saying every day a nuclear bomb is going to be exploded in the United States and that because... I had told them to stop. I had lost my nerve and it would be all my fault if I didn't continue to waterboard people. So basically, they they called them pussies. They called them cowards. They said, you know, you've lost your your nerve. Like, you have to do this. And they Man. were basically bullied into it. But again, they made like 80 something million
2: dollars. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think so, you were like
2: pushed too far. <laughs> no, like just take the money and take be like, money, I yeah. retire. Yeah. I don't like these guys. No. I don't buy anything they they say.
0: Because even after this, even after they were like, we were bullied into doing it. And even after they claimed that these techniques didn't cause any harm, they still were the ones that encouraged the CIA to destroy video footage that the agency had made of the interrogations because the videos were too graphic. So... Maybe you're all a piece of shit. Yep. Every one maybe of you. you all the <laughs> I don't worst.
2: I hate every single one. As thing. soon as
0: I'm like, oh, well, maybe these guys were. No, they're no, all. No, they're no. bad. <laughs> they're all bad. And in case you haven't heard enough about how much you should hate the CIA. Bring it I have one more. <laughs> and also, just by the way, we're going to have a full episode on the CIA, the NSA, the FBI later, hopefully this season, that's going to go in depth on some of their other controversies. So on like Snowden and like yeah. wiretapping and. All oh, the gosh, other crazy the shit they got up to, but like today we're just talking about like the controversies that surrounded uh, human rights violations. Well, I guess all of their controversies are kind of human rights violations, but this yeah. is like physical. The fact that, that it's all
1: legal is what's mind baffling. That's what's the worst. Yeah. It's legal. How?
0: <laughs> and people, people are like okay with it because they see these, they're like, well, they're the bad guys. And right. It's like, no, they weren't.
2: These men weren't charged with crimes. Right.
0: They were not bad guys. Just because their skin was brown and they didn't speak English does not mean that they were bad guys and deserve to be tortured for literally years.
2: Right. I mean, that keeps tying into what we've been talking about of the fear of like at this time at 9-11 when it was like, if this person doesn't speak English, if they look different from you, fear them. Like that was what was being instilled. Fear
0: them and also like... We don't care what happens to them. No.
2: They can be brutally tortured for days. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> okay. So in 2002, <laughs> CIA great officers. Great year. Really <laughs> a great good year. year for torture. Yeah. And um, so in 2002, CIA officers and psychologists under contract began torturing a man named Abu Zubaydah. Which you may know, um, he was allegedly Osama bin Laden's kind of right hand man, his okay. like first oh, officer. I remember this. Yes. yes, he was supposedly his senior lieutenant and counterintelligence officer. Although today it's pretty widely said to be a f- completely fictitious charge, and if not completely wrong, it was like way overstated. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, again, just because people knew and worked around osama bin laden does not mean that they planned the attack on september yeah, 11th yeah like uh he had never even been a member of al-qaeda so again keep that in mind when i'm telling you this story so in 2002 cia officers began torturing him and the techniques were supposed to be incremental starting with open palm slapping to the belly or face but operatives um at the time decided to start with the toughest mes- method, which was waterboarding. And they waterboarded Zubeda 83 times.
2: 83? 83
0: times. He basically had to experience drowning 83 times. 83
2: times. times.
0: Which wow. is awful. They later subjected him to sleep deprivation. They locked him in a large dog cage for weeks at a time. They locked him in a coffin-sized box, knowing that he had an irrational fear of insects, and mm-hmm. put bugs in there with him. What kind? Like any bug? Like like spiders and scorpions and beetles. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Not here for that. Which
0: just sounds like team too much. CIA's former deputy director of operations, Jose Rodriguez, would later tell reporters that the torture worked and that Zubeda provided actionable intelligence that disrupted attacks and saved American lives. We know now, thanks to... The Senate Intelligent Committee's report on CIA torture and the personal testimony of FBI agents um, that this was completely false. He offered us literally zero intelligence that we could use. Use.
2: Oh so he God. was
0: horribly tortured for no reason. He's actually still at Guantanamo Bay, by no. the way. Yeah, he's still being held. He's and not hasn't a free even man.
2: Done anything? He really. got uh,
0: restitution, so he got like thousands of dollars given to him for the mistreatment and the human rights violations, but he's not a free man. Like we're still saying, holding what's him.
1: commissaries? commissaries right. what's he right? with that. I know. What's he
0: doing with it? I <laughs> guess maybe he gave it to his family. Oh, so geez. now John Kiraku, a former CIA counterterrorism officer and former senior investigator with the Senate foreign relations committee Sorry, that's a lot of words. But <laughs> this guy knew what was happening to Zubeda because of his position in CIA op- operations at the time. Um, but he kept his mouth shut until 2007 when he said he had had enough because President Bush had steadfastly denied to the American people that there was a torture program. He said, you know, I knew that was a lie. I knew that th- what they were doing to these men. And I knew that these men were like most likely not bad men yeah and i also knew that torture did not work as an interrogation technique so he had to fucking say something because it was like torturing him to know this so in december of 2007 he granted an interview to abc news in which he said that the cia was torturing its prisoners that torture was an official u.s government policy and that the policy had been personally approved by the president so this is basically mm. like Snowden coming forward and being like, hey, guys, like, guess what? They are collecting all of your personal information. Right. They have access to all of your computers, all of your smartphones, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, having to go into hiding for the rest of his life. So he granted this interview to ABC. He said all this shit. And of course, the FBI began investigating him immediately yeah, after he did of course. this. A year later, the Justice Department concluded he had not committed a crime, but CIA leaders were still furious that he had aired the agency's dirty laundry, and the CIA asked the new Obama Justice Department to reopen the case against him, which they did, and three years later he was charged with five felonies, including three counts of espionage. Of course, the charges were eventually dropped because he literally didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He didn't work for the CIA. He didn't sign any like NDA agreements yeah. or anything. He just said like, I know they're lying and this is why. Yeah. But he pleaded to a lesser charge. He uh, served 23 months in prison. Now, where the story takes an even darker turn, I'm oh, so boy. sorry. There is a woman, <laughs> a 33 year CIA veteran named Gina Haspel known by many people who worked at the CIA as Bloody Gina. She was a protege of chief of staff for um, Jose Rodriguez, who mm-hmm. was the guy mm-hmm. who lied about Zubeda's crimes or lack thereof. Right, And she was the chief of base for the torture prison in which Zubeda was detained at the time of his torture. And she also was the one who assigned um, to order the destruction of videotaped evidence of his torture. Um, so she's like, well. not a good... Lady, she's not great. Well, last year Donald Trump elected her to be the director of the CIA, and that's fabulous. What she does now. she is literally me. the director fabulous. of the
2: CIA. I'm not surprised by that. Me though. neither. Like no, from yeah, not. all of his other appointments, if Donald
0: Trump's going to elect a woman, it's going to be a woman who's known as Bloody Gina exactly. and is literally known as a war criminal. Like yep. there are people who refer to her as a war criminal that so know. Of course, her. Donald Trump wants her. Yeah, this is like problematic for a billion reasons but Donald Trump you know has publicly stated that he believes that torture works even though there's no evidence to support this whatsoever and uh, his office has released a draft order stating that stating an intention to make modifications and additions to these policies that the US employs for lawful interrogation of enemy combatants captured in the fight against radical Islam Of course, after she was elected, U.S. officials said that she was not involved in the torture of Zubeda, and she only became chief of base after the torture took place. But in August of last year, reports from the base from the time he was detained there, some written, some authorized by, Haspel were released because of a freedom of information lawsuit, and they describe the torture of Nashiri in detail and the de- declassified document also shows that she played a role in the destruction of 92 interrogation videotapes and also shows that the instruction for a new method of record keeping at the site which is re-recording over the videos came directly from her so
2: she so, absolutely was so like she was 100% there
0: was there was involved mm-hmm. deleted the tapes she's,
1: she's she was a, a wonderful human being she's really yeah. sweet
0: Jamil Jaffer, again, like I said, who is a part of the ACLU, describes her as quite literally a war criminal. So this not only just to wrap up today, this not only worries human rights groups, but it also suggests that, you know, Donald Trump and his administration have taken no account uh, of the U.S. Senate Select Committee on Intelligence's study, Of the CIA's detention and interrogation activity from 2001 to 2009, they actually, like, conducted studies. They had psychologists, psychiatrists come in and, like, and uh, uh, perform these studies on, like, the intel that we were able to gather, Mm -hmm. supposed intel we were able to gather from these years. And the report concluded, as did the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, also concluded that torturing prisoners was not an effective means of obtaining intelligence or cooperation. In fact, there are actual medical and psychological studies by professors of brain research who have actually proved that torture does not exact real information, like you said earlier. Yeah. Stress, fear and pain undermine the brain's executive functions, including recall and cognition, making memories fallible and pushing individuals into confabulation that they may actually believe. Mm. So it actually does break them like it's supposed to, right. but not in a way that's good for extracting any real
2: information. No, like getting the honest truth. They're is either not going,
0: going to, to lie in hopes that they quit being tortured or they their brain will literally like make shit up
2: mm-hmm.
0: so like the men like zubeda and the men i talked about earlier Rahman and 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 those guys they were all tortured because men were tortured before them that gave the cia those guys names So it's like a never ending cycle of like, it was this guy, guy. like it's this guy, then they go get that guy and they torture him. And he's like, it's fucking this guy. And then they go get that guy. And these men are like pulled out of their homes. Right. They have no idea why. And they're tortured until they give information that they don't have, because a lot of times they don't even know what's going on. Right. And it's really effective. So I, when, you know, when Trump says things like fight fire with fire and that these people being tortured are guilty and not worthy of human rights, history proves that that just isn't true. As you can see, like the men I talked about today, all of them were innocent men. One is dead. Three are damaged beyond repair. And uh, it's not it's just not effective. And it's like an extreme human rights violation. And it it's sort of like. I guess the, the hardest thing is that people, you know, just immediately think like, well, we wouldn't torture people unless they had done something wrong. But that's just not, that's
2: not true. Accurate. Mm-mm. It's clearly not useful at all. It is not a good way to get any information. You
1: would mm-hmm. have think they would have learned that from the 1800s or the 1900s where they yeah.
2: stopped it because it wasn't useful. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. of course not. We've no, had to but say history this over just and like, over yeah. saying
2: this doesn't work, and then someone still comes forward and is like, "Oh yeah, like they deserve it. It's gonna be good. It's fine.
0: We got this." And yeah. like serial killers torture their victims because usually because they're you know it's a sadism. It's like sexual sadism. You yeah. know what I mean? But on a mass scale, it's usually an intimidation technique, right? For the United States government, it's it's you know, interrogation, but it doesn't work. So quit. So stop it. (laughs) We don't need it. (laughs) We We don't. don't. All right. We should wrap up because you guys have something fun to do and I don't know what it is. I have
2: no idea either. <laughs> I don't think we even mentioned that Chris's yeah. girlfriend, Karina, is here. Yeah, she's here. She's
0: listening. Um, <laughs> she's been hanging out. She's wearing out. a really great Beetlejuice shirt. I know. I love it. <laughs> is
2: that from you? Yeah. got Lizzie it for kept. you. Oh, my God. You guys um, are the best. But
0: they are visiting Los Angeles just for, like, the weekend to do a bunch of weird,
1: kooky stuff,
0: including come on our show. We're so <laughs> honored. Thank you so much for
1: coming. I'm yeah. so honored. You guys had me on the show. That's yeah. Oh, my God. Enough. We we got to meet excited. you guys and actually join a conversation in person yeah <laughs> not from my desk or my car yeah you're living <laughs> no talking to your car you're living the like <laughs> weird dream of
0: actually being in the room with the people that are talking <laughs> Why, <about> literally really <laughs> gross stuff <laughs>
2: we're so excited to have you on we're so happy you guys are out here enjoying your weekend it's wonderful mm-hmm.
0: It was awesome. And you're going to have to let us know yes. what else you did since we can't know right now of because course, a no and clue, I'm dying so. to figure out.
2: Tell us
1: everything. I didn't even know I was coming here today. Like, that was, I that was, it was supposed to be next week in my mind. And apparently, to everyone else, it was not. Nope. So. We all knew.
0: Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if we mentioned that. We surprised her today. Well, I guess you kind of knew yesterday, but we mm-hmm. surprised you and gave you wine. And, <laughs> and an awesome mug. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And your mug, pretty and kick pads, and the magnets. There's a patch in there, too. There's a patch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little in your mug. I'll have to. A lot of secrets, all kinds of treats. <laughs> Before we go, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to. Anything at all? Any closing thoughts?
1: I also forgot to mention I have oh. a torture story from my hometown. Wait, dude, what? Which I just remembered. What's the story? Tell us I want to hear about it. Okay. So it's going to be kind of bizarre because my town is literally like population 3,000. And I can't find the article on this anywhere. Don't know why. But I remember it the day it happened. Okay. So there was this guy that was a brother of, you know, one of the residents of my town. Mm -hmm. He was in prison for quite a few years. When he got out of prison, he had at that point joined a gang like they all do. And apparently he had to do a job to this guy from another town in Arizona. So he invited him over to his house, you know, for some, not his house. He actually used another guy's house for all of this. Good. So he invited yeah, him to that house, got him drunk, sat around, you know, just had fun as so the other guy was thinking. At one point, he it just turned sideways and he ended up being beaten, got his fingers cut off, toes yeah. cut off, oh his penis God. cut off. Penis? Yep. (gasps) Everything that you could cut, like just little things that you could cut off. pages. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) 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 Any sticky outy thing. (laughs) Yeah. So then once he was done, he put him in a wheelbarrow, wheeled him down to this little area that we call the White Hills. It's just literally in the middle of the desert, just big, giant hill. And he buried him in a very shallow grave at the top of the hills. So little kids every day would walk home from school through the White Hills because it was a shortcut. And well, lo and behold, you could see the guy underneath it. Oh, and I remember I was like a freshman at the time or a sophomore or something. And I remember I was walking with my friend home from school and they had the whole block cut off with caution tape and everything. And at that time, my uncle was dating the guy who committed the torture, dating his sister, so oh. I had the full 411 and the insights on everything. And before I came here, I actually tried to look up all of that like history in the article and stuff. And I cannot find it. It's nowhere. And I have no idea why.
2: Is it like a big cover-up? A big conspiracy?
1: No, it was definitely gang-related because he yeah. was part of a gang. So I have no idea. But I remember Jeez. seeing all the Clash of Tape and seeing her crying because it was her brother and yeah. all oh, this crazy terror. stuff.
0: What, what year was this?
1: Uh, I was or a freshman, so I was 14 at the time, so it was okay. probably like... So
0: you were old enough to remember it correctly. Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, I was
1: six, so maybe it was on TV. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, a memory definitely, yeah, oh, I definitely God. remember it. Ooh. I remember it. That's and bad. I remember I was scared to walk through. I still I actually still don't walk through the White Hills to this very day because they say like you like hear stuff when you walk through there. You hear whispers and all this other crazy stuff. So I just avoid it at night. Right. Yeah, you don't going, need that energy around around in your life. Walk yeah. No. And then when I heard about that and I saw the Kasha tape and I know what street it happened on, I never walked through those White Hills ever at this point. It's I would not
2: either. Not a
1: place for me to be.
2: It's just <laughs> not a place for me to go.
0: It's nope. not good for me. No need unless no. I'm looking to dispose of a body. Right. And even
1: then, maybe don't do it there because and, like, apparently it's not a good it, place to bury a body. Not saying it should have happened in general, but he could have gone down the hill down to like the middle of the whole deserty area and bury him. But no, he decided to do it at the top.
2: Out in the open. Just just left him there. Maybe
0: it was an intimidation thing. Maybe yeah. he wanted the body to be found Display. so he could be like gang.
1: Probably. What That's up? what you do when you're in a
0: gang. <laughs> you
1: just
2: say
0: gang. 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 Did it. Thank you guys for listening. Anyone who's Thanks. listening. Thanks, weirdos. Obviously, we have to thank Karina for helping us plan this episode. And Baby surprise. surprise. <laughs> Follow us on social media. Oh, do you have a, do you want to give out your Instagram handle? Uh, it's okay to say no.
1: Yeah. You guys yeah. call me at C underscore Sanchez with two Zs on Instagram. Double Z. We'll tag you and stuff. You guys will
0: be able to see it. And you can follow us on social media as per usual. All of our platforms are at Keep It Weird Cast. Uh, If you could please take a moment to rate and review our show on iTunes or on your Apple podcast app, that would be super duper. Check out our Patreon page if you want to donate to and support our show. If you do so, you'll receive a monthly newsletter and a monthly mini-sode with the hilarious Amy Hanselman, who's been texting me during this episode. <laughs> In our next episode, we're going to be discussing the human body, which is a kind of fun follow-up to torture, it is. I feel like. Yeah. It's like this we were one, talking we're about like pushing dissecting the, body the human to body. Its edge, yeah.
2: And now we're going to talk,
0: talk about weird shit. The
2: weird shit's a great does. follow-up. Yes, it it is.
0: Is. <laughs> it's a nice pairing. You should listen to them together. We have a very very special guest coming on the show is going to be telling us about his body. Lauren is going to be telling us about the amazing things about her new body.
2: Ugh. And I'm
0: going to share some <laughs> crazy human body stories. So make sure you guys all tune in for that. Larissa, what's our sign off this week? Don't torture people for the fun that of it. That is a very That's a good, good one. closing thought. <laughs>
2: Do not torture people. Mhm. It doesn't work.
0: It doesn't work. You're not
2: going to get anything but making yourself pure evil.
0: <laughs> so our sign off today should be
2: don't don't do a hit. Don't do a hit. Don't hurt Definitely your friends. Don't do a hit. And don't do a hit. <laughs> don't want don't to do dark a kills at night. No, and don't deserts. walk through the white hills. Don't walk through the white hills. This don't. That's, don't,
1: that's my like sign list of off. Things. Don't walk through the white hills. Don't yeah. I like that. <laughs> Never <laughs> walk through the white
0: Ever. <laughs> and keep it weird. And keep, keep it, weird. it weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like my I know boundaries. people who are like that. Nope. Your your boundary is Dunkirk. Yeah. <laughs> my exactly. is,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. My boundary is Dunkirk. I can't watch it. <laughs>